2: Well, (laughs) hello, my fellow DDPY warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside here at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And I have the penthouse suite of this beautiful, luxurious media tower. And I climb to the top. And I climb to the tallest point, to the tallest tower, and the tallest building in all of Raleigh. And I look great. Right up to the great white north. Where I see a shimmer, a, a, a dazzle, a diamond, a crystal. Have you, the Canadian Quilt master herself, my co-host, the one and only? Uh, I'm all out of uh, references, but I'll just bring you on right here. The crystal of the diamond club, uh, Crystal Stewart. How are you,
0: <laughs> man? You're not going to be able to fit my head through the door if this is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, good. How are you? Good. Well,
2: that's why that's you know that's what I deal with on a daily basis. My head is is massive, uh, and I'm not talking ego wise. I'm just talking physically. My head is like I have to walk sideways when I come into a building. So, uh, <laughs>
1: but enough no. of my giant
2: noggin. Um, well, welcome. Uh, crazy week, and I, I know you've been dealing with all kinds of stuff, and it's been uh, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of craziness going on in the world, and I am so lucky to be able to come here every Wednesday night and sit down and chat with you and chat with our guests and, and fill up that, uh, that tank of inspiration and motivation uh, that I truly crave every week. And um, tonight uh, there's no shortage of motivation and there's no shortage of fun that we're going to have tonight, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I am too. I'm really looking forward to this. I think more than anything, what Wednesday night has kind of resembled from my end is it's just like a universal pause button on everything that is going on. It's just really nice to sit down and talk to some really amazing people and to spend time with you. So, you know, it's a a great break just from the reality of life.
2: Well, I I agree for sure, and, and I know a lot of people are having some some tough times, uh, you know, uh, right now, and, and it's a trying time. And real quick, off the top of the the um, the hour, some people in our community, uh, I want to give a shout out to Cliff Abel, who uh, is currently uh, going under surgery for cancer, and he is just an amazing part of our community, and is so vocal, and he's so he's bounces all over the place. He he's he's like the mayor of the DDPY community, and. I don't think anyone in the world, you know, deserves to get cancer, but if there's anyone who's close to the top of people who don't deserve it, it's, uh, it's Cliff because he's just a beacon in this community and and we wish him a lot of, uh, love and success and hopefully recovery soon.
0: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, also uh wanted to give a shout out real quick to uh I know he's my arch nemesis but Superman's got to uh got to once in a while kneel towards uh Lex Luthor and let him know that uh without super, without Lex there's no Superman. So Josh McAdoo, uh he lost his his pup the other day and, and he's a good friend of mine and uh I felt really bad for him. He was out uh with Garrett at the AEW show um and uh, I know he had a rough week, you know, trying to enjoy himself but I want to give a, a a little bit just a shred of love and respect to my arch nemesis himself Josh McAdoo. So uh Josh uh uh we're all here for you buddy. You know, thanks for yeah. uh, being my uh, my super villain. Love you,
0: Josh
2: all right now uh to get that out of the way and also uh real quick we got an awesome letter from uh jake order the other day i'm not going to share it because it wasn't a public thing but uh, we appreciate you jake and we hope you guys are doing well so uh thanks for the letter man all right now on to uh the next uh part of our show uh crystal you know what time it is yeah. you know every wednesday night we 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 dig deep into the community and we find people that are walking the walk and talking the talk we find people who uh, are are being um you know presented by their peers and people go out there and say hey you want to check a look at this guy because he's kicking some ass or hey you want to look at this girl because she's really putting in the effort and we like to put those stories on um on the show every Wednesday night with the Warrior of the Week segment because if you look behind every person who is being successful or every success story, there's a path. Uh, There's a uh, a history. And if you look into that history, there's probably a lot of trials and tribulations and and struggle that went into uh, being a success story. And we like to feature those because it's more of a complete picture. We don't need the before and after picture. We need to know what happened between the before and after. That's where the hard work goes in. That's where the lessons are learned. And, uh, Crystal, I know you worked very, very hard of uh, scouring the community and putting together a great uh, you know, list of guests for this show, uh, as well as the DBT Radio Facebook page, uh, Instagram, and wherever we are now. We're all over the place. Um, but I hear rumors that you've uh, picked ourselves another great success story for our Warrior of the Week segment. So uh, let's see who we got uh, tonight to uh, talk
0: about. So tonight, well, um, I didn't honestly have to scour very deep to find this person. Um, when I put out the call for people that, you know, who inspires you or, you know, just put out the feelers to see, you know, what's going on in, in the community. And everybody jumped up and down and said, you need to have him on the show. So, hence. Here we are. Um, I know how awesome he is because I've done my homework, so um, I can't wait for you to hear his story, and tonight's Warrior of the Week is
1: Rick Lappin. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, how, how you are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. It's really great to be here. Oh, it's really great to have, we're have you. Yeah, we're, we're,
2: we're grateful to have you here, and... You know, uh, we like to do – on the show, uh, we, we, we don't, I don't do a lot of research because I think it's fun to kind of just discover and get to know somebody right on the air. It's more natural <laughs> and, uh, uh that way. So um, I'm going to start at the beginning, which is a pretty good place to start. What's Rick Lappin's hey. uh, origin story? What, how did you get into the DDPY community? What brought you to the place where you really thought, uh, I need to do this and make some changes? And, and, and how would you get here?
1: okay um well first of all had a lot of a lot of tribulation over uh over a period of time there um back in 2014 i had two grand mal seizures and they happened at work um that was pretty bad i had uh received a hit to the head some blunt force trauma caused a brain bleed and that really put me down for a while um i was already pretty overweight at the time stuff like that and i was having a hard time getting around but that really put me into into a whole downside of things uh i was pretty depressed for a while a lot of struggle to get back from that and i did go through uh another scare a couple of years after that where i had uh they discovered carcinoid tumors uh, i guess if you're gonna have cancer it's According to my oncologist at the time, it's the best one to have because it's very slow, progressive and all that. But that did leave my whole abdomen area a big mess and, of course, more depression. Um, So, yeah, I kind of went through a lot with that. And I happened to be at work. And the girl that was our dispatcher at the time had told me about this video she saw, which at the time I knew nothing about. And it was actually Arthur's video, but you couldn't remember the guy's name or anything. And then I didn't really look at it a lot of the time. So, back, we're going to skip ahead now a little bit. In September, my stepdaughter got married. And I had to get a new suit. And, well, yeah, it was pretty depressing to see the measurements and the weight. And at that point in time, I had reached 414 pounds, um, 60-plus. waist size at the time and pretty uh, pretty unhappy with everything I couldn't, really basically couldn't do for a long time. And uh, one night I, after all that, uh, after the wedding and everything, my wife and I tried to start watching what we eat. Uh, so from September to February I would lost about 14 pounds just just starting to moderate diet which you know we thought we were doing great but we we were kind of winging it we we had no idea and uh happened to be falling down that rabbit hole of youtube one night and come across Arthur's video and it kept going through my head this has got to be the video uh cure been the girl had been telling me about and i watched it and realized Started doing a little bit more research when I heard DDPY, and I—I I don't know. I guess I just started looking at it, and I, I honestly didn't think I was going to lose weight on it. I, I didn't think it was going to be that kind of program. But at point, I was having problems just getting up and down off the ground. Uh, any kind of movement in general was kind of painful and stressful, and so yeah, I—I uh, I thought hey, you know maybe this will. Actually get, you know, my body moving again where I can actually do a quote-unquote real exercise. Uh, wow, was I wrong on that one. Um, didn't take long to figure out this was real exercise. Uh, the weight literally started coming off pretty quickly at that point. But uh I got involved in it, got the app, started doing the workouts, started researching more and more about the nutrition, reading pretty much anything and everything I could find on the subject. And, uh, well, within about a week, my wife had joined in and then COVID hit. Well, so I, I don't know if, uh, it was a good thing or a bad thing or, you know, it's a bad thing for everybody. But at that point I, I was off from work for, uh, about six weeks and it gave me an opportunity to really focus on this. So yeah, my, I, I did have that advantage in the beginning. I, I was working out three to four times a day. There was nothing else to do. You know, you're at home, you're you either watch TV and eat or you do something to help yourself. And I chose the latter. And so did my wife. I mean, we put a lot of time in it together. And I, she's been a massive support system for me. I mean... She comes first with the support, and then, by all means, the group is right there, too. You know, that was a big godsend to find that group, Um, all the support, all the people I've met in it. It's just been phenomenal. But it took, I think, about two weeks, and I started noticing some major differences, Um, just getting some we had went over to my uh, youngest son's house. He's got this infatuation with big, fluffy, soft couches, which I could never get out of before. And all of a sudden, I just found it possible to stand right up. Um, that kind of threw me. But uh, that, the weight came off dramatically at first. Um, obviously, it slows down as time goes on, but the process is all... It's normal, I guess, so I've just been sticking with it found the nutrition plan, uh yeah, we went the whole nine yards we i and my wife is going to probably be mad at me for telling us a little bit of the story, but she had had hurt her back, and she was supposed to be going in for back surgery, and she managed to avoid back surgery with this program, and uh, I had contacted Dallas through Twitter and just asked him some advice because she didn't quite know what to do with uh, you know if she should continue with the looking at the surgery at this point or what I mean, she didn't do it by the way, but uh he gave her a lot of advice he actually his message back to me was What's your number and called us up um I talked to him for about 30 seconds and my wife talked to him the rest of the time about nutrition, which was great. You know, it could her back and then it really got heavy into the nutrition. And after that, our, I mean, I was already all for going gluten free and we went the whole nine yards. We went the gluten free. We went the dairy free. We, we did all the non GMO organic, um, Sometimes it was a struggle to find year, especially to find organic sometimes of the year around here in Wisconsin. But, uh, it, it was pretty awesome. What it started doing to us, um, joints stopped hurting. Uh, it, I mean, it was amazing. I've had a bad knee since I was in high school wrestling. I had, I had some leg torn ligaments that really never paid to get fixed because of the location on the outside and outside of the knee, I should say. And, uh, I haven't had a problem with my knee in the last year now since we started doing this program. Um, wow, we're even we're even taking up hiking now. I, we went out for a short little four four and a half mile hike the other day, and got lost, and ended up doing like seven. But that was great. We actually had fun <laughs> doing it, and a little wore out by the next day. But you know, hey, it it was all well worth it. And we're really looking forward to doing a lot more of that. The area we live in is just. There's trails everywhere. We live literally like seven minutes from a state park, I think, is what it took us to get to the first trail. So, um, incredible. This has really changed our lives. I mean, the things we're able to do now and, you know, grand total from the September that I realized I needed to start losing weight when I was 4'14", I'm actually down 154 pounds from that point. Yeah. And just with the yeah, it's been amazing to me. And just with the DDPY alone, like I said, I only lost 14 pounds on my own. Once we started doing the DDPY and putting the nutrition program and everything, that's the total of 140 pounds right there. So wow. it's that's incredible. That's, that's been awesome, and that's basically <laughs> been just over a year's time. That's you amazing. Know, everybody's <laughs> wow. like. Yeah, everybody's like, are you worried about the health, you know, losing weight? So, Honestly, it didn't feel like it was all that fast to me at the time. But, you know, I realize they normally recommend not losing that much that fast. But health-wise, I feel incredible. I mean, I literally was you, to the point where I felt like I was just kind of living to wait for the die. Yeah, you know, it, it didn't feel like there was yeah. much future to it. So, And that's changed you a lot. You had said something.
2: I, Oh, sorry, man. No, go ahead. So I was, I was going to say, you mentioned something back there I kind of want to touch on real quick. You know, when you were 414 pounds and you, you're you thinking to yourself, well, like, DDPY is not like real exercise, but it'll get me to a point where I can exercise, yada, yada. But I guess i was say, when you're that heavy, because I've been that heavy, okay. people don't realize it's not as simple as working out. Because even the fact of going to work out is, can be, you know, dangerous at that size, you, I went to I used to go try to step on uh, treadmills and I'd bottom them out. Like, there really oh, is, yeah. there is, there's danger in actual, like, working out at that size, basically your joints and everything too. So uh, when you mentioned that, um, you know, you thought it was a, a, a gateway to working out, but that's kind of one of those things about GDPY that is underrated and I think that's why a lot of, you know, large people kind of gravitate towards it too. Is you know you learn quickly that when you're trying to get healthy at that size, you're very limited even in trying to get healthy, and the joints and, and the pressure and all this stuff is so much uh, more doable in a program like this because it caters to protecting those areas. And that was a huge uh you know uh, breakthrough for me when I was trying to originally start joining d d p y back in two thousand and eleven is is my body just couldn't handle the strain of old school just running or walking or you know all
1: that stuff oh exactly i mean i I worried about like i said my knee's been bad since high school i was I was a gym rat for a short while I was a bouncer when I was younger and you, uh, I, I had to wear knee braces just to survive in a gym. And even on a, like an exercise bike, I, I, my knee couldn't take that kind of pressure. So when I found this, and, you know, the first thing I saw was zero impact, no impact exercise. Yep. That, that made a major difference right there. You know, I was to the point where I literally, a walk, a walk for me, if I took the dog for a walk, it was around the block and hope we got home. Um, I always made it, thanks Kevin, but now I actually can we we actually outdo the dog you know once he hits the three mile mark, he's done, and we're still going, so it's kind of cool, you know, of course he's gotten older too, so we gotta give him that, but
0: isn't it ironic, Rick that did you have a moment where you didn't really realize how bad you felt until you started feeling good?
1: uh you you try to trick yourself you you try right. to talk to yourself out of oh i don't feel that bad you know i i'm doing okay and uh, back in the back of my head though i think i knew if i stayed on that path i wasn't going to be around much longer right that's as honest as i can get about it but, yeah, you, you do. You try to trick yourself into the fact that, oh, I'm better off than what what it seems like, and I'm not as bad as that guy over there. You start comparing yourself to stupid ideology that it doesn't make sense. But we, uh, I think everybody does that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Those, those I, kind know, of weight problems. I... Oh, sorry, Crystal. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, go no, ahead. No, go for it. No, I was just saying that when I was flying back from – um summit when I went a couple of years ago this quote popped into my head and it was DDPY it's not about the size of your ass it's about getting your head out of it
1: <laughs> I like that I'm and how true
0: how true it is because you know we can be our own worst enemy
1: oh and I definitely was yeah, the worst part too. about it is I I would uh, I'd overeat, obviously, and then I'd feel bad about it. Get into that depressed mode. Why'd you do that? Why? 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 And then do it again, just because I'm depressed or trying to make up for. I don't even know some of the logic I tried to use, but uh, all of it was basically BS. So
2: it's <laughs> and I'm it, butting really... out of it. It's it's bizarre the kind of logic we kind of play with ourselves, too. Like I remember at my worst moments, you'd think to yourself, and I know, that my body is failing me. Like, at I was 400-something pounds, my body is, is failing me. And, you know, if you walked up to someone with, you know, AIDS or leukemia or something and said, like, hey, you have a chance to live if you just eat this or do better, like, of the time, you're going to go, oh, yeah, well, that's all I have to do to to live? Yeah, I'll do that. But when you know you're dying and you know the obesity is, like, just physically taking you out, you still rationalize your lifestyle because it's so ingrained deep into you. And it's kind of how bizarre that, like, with all the stats of knowing what that kind of weight can do to you, I just – you still are just, like, uh, resigned to it almost. And it almost takes something – you know, you, you had all those health problems, and, 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 you know, that's a wake-up call. But until you were able to find your moment and really just commit and get this started, I'm sure you kind of rationalized away a lot of that lifestyle as I did yeah. for,
1: uh, for many, oh, many years. Very much so, constantly. I mean, I always had an excuse for the excuse for the excuse, you know. And I, I, I don't – I wish I knew what actually – kind of turn that wheel in my head the the on switch I, I, I just don't know it was just the right moment the right time you know like I said that girl had told me about that video and that's the one thing I flashed back to I think that had been like three years prior or maybe even more and it still stuck out in my head how she mentioned that and I think that's what kept me watching it and from there it just like I said, I started looking into it, and it it just it made the most sense to me of anything I'd ever looked at so like i said i'm I'm an analytical person I can over analyze just about anything so no, I definitely I, I did mean, my research <laughs> I did my research, I analyzed the living crap out of it, and like I said, it just made sense so I've never I, ever Gonna be done doing it. I I know that right now. I I know how I feel when I do it. Um, yeah, I have days where I I'll go one two days and I haven't had a chance to work out. I, you know, you can rationalize sometimes it's legit doesn't work and stuff like that. But at the same time, that third day, I I know I got to. I, I just I I feel like crap, and once I get all stretched out, then it's like yeah, I ain't doing that. I ain't waiting that for long. I, ain't, it's got to happen. You hey, know, I, I, like Rick, I, said, I
0: I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, Rick. Did you know who Dallas
1: was when you started? Uh, I was when I was younger. I was a wrestling fan, but he wasn't even a around up. at that time. When I was real little, and then uh, my kids had seen him on when he was kind of in his prime there during the whole NWO thing, I think. Yeah, NWO thing. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, you know, we'd watch occasionally, but it was not something night after night or, you know. But yes, I did know who he was. I did know what he was about. But I didn't know the whole story about his back until I started researching the DDPY. Yeah. So, and it, that was it still pretty amazing. Me.
2: It still baffles me when I find, like, when I first started doing this in, in 2011 and there was very few people even doing this, and basically the entire marketing was to wrestling fans. There wasn't anybody who didn't know GDP because, you know, he would advertise and, and do the push towards wrestling people, and it's so weird right. being here so long and seeing the tone shift where, you know, yeah. 90, like, you know, not 90%, but like a huge chunk, maybe half, don't even acknowledge him as the wrestler GDP. They kind of acknowledge him as the... You know the DDPY guys. It's been crazy to watch that shift happen, and I don't even think to ask people that anymore because, you know, back when I started, it was just all
1: wrestling people, right? Right. <laughs> you know what? I got full respect for that. Uh, for what he has done in his career and everything else. I mean, I, yes, I've I've listened to his book so many times because uh, the job I had. I, I've recently changed uh, employers, but. The job I had before that, I was driving like hours a day to get to. I was I'm in the HVAC industry, so working on furnaces and air conditioners, and I'd have to drive like an hour and a half to get to a job because the area that the company I worked for was so vast that I used to listen to his book as I drive. So I must have listened to that thing. Now I I think I lost count somewhere around thirteen or fourteen times. Wow. I've I've heard his wrestling stories, I've I've really loved just the way he puts the whole nutrition thing in there. The nutrition part is obviously one of the big things for me, because I could not believe up until I started doing this, even though you hear it all the time, now I know personally how much what you eat can change how you feel, how your body reacts all aspects of it and it actually it helps clear your mind too when you stop feeding your mouth with that junk your head stops taking in the junk too it's been wild for me because it's completely changed my way of thinking my wife will completely vouch for that one i have uh i've done a 180 because i was a very negative person for well a lot of years you can consider like we've talked before the size and the struggles with that and it's very easy to fall into that negativity and everything's bad. And, you know, all the stuff that did happen to me, <coughs> pardon me, all the stuff that did happen to me, the, the from the brain bleed to the cancer to everything else, I, it, I had somebody say, you know, oh, you've had a lot of bad stuff happen to you. At this point now, I feel like it's actually made me a lot stronger having gone through some of that stuff, knowing I've come out on the upside of it. I don't know, I guess I look at things a lot differently since getting on this road and doing the whole trying to live at 90%. It's amazing what it does to your head.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to put a great spin on that, just thinking about it, um, when you are teaching a child to walk the first time, it doesn't fall down and then decide, well, this isn't for me so i'm not going right. to do this like ever <laughs> it it gets up eventually and walks and you know i think sometimes that whatever situation we find ourselves in sometimes you're going to have to fall oh, you're yeah, going to have to fall yeah i think falling is really really key to your success and getting back up And it's one of my favorite things about you that, you know, you didn't rest. You didn't just remain stuck. You weren't satisfied with being stuck. You got up and you did something about it. And that's amazing.
1: Thank you. No, it's the mindset is the big thing for me. I mean, it it really changed so much. And you're completely right. Yeah. With a kid, I guess. I just remember my kids all the times they fell when they when we were trying to learn to walk, and that's exactly what this program is like. Yeah, you know, I've I've stumbled. I've I haven't completely fell. I've done really well in the tr- nutrition part, which surprises me. Really, <laughs> <laughs> my allergies are killing me tonight. But um, no, uh, I've stumbled a little bit. I. I kind of overdo the calories some days when you have a busy day, you know, you're hungry and it's easy to overshoot, but I've managed to stay away from the junk food that I'm. Okay. I think that really just, real. is the support at home and everything that part helps that plus, you know, we don't keep any junk food in the house. Everything we try to keep everything as nutritional as possible now. So that's a big bonus. Yeah. Um, no, like well,
2: oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man.
1: Oh, no. That's okay. I, I was just waiting for you to say what you were started to.
2: Oh, no. I no, I was just saying that that's a huge part of it too. I I kind of wanted to touch on on what you said just a minute ago though. Um, you know, I I so relate to that. My, my life and the quality of my life, you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. It's always central to uh I'm prone to bouts of cynicism like really bad just cynicism. You, you know, I feel better and I do something and I start getting positive and then something just, you know, takes your leg out from under you. And whenever you fall into that negativity, that cynicism, you know, usually your quality of life and your productivity and all that stuff kind of, you know, goes down with it. Um, and, and so I relate to that so much. But also I wanted to say, you know, you, you, you talked about earlier, you don't really remember what the moment was that kind of, this, you know, made everything click. And I kind of wanted to say something because there's this idealized, like, version of um, the light shining upon you and you, you know, see the light, everything works fine, and and suddenly I'm just healed of all my problems. And I think that a lot of people, you know, whether it be sobriety or or weight loss or whatever it is, those major life-changing moments, I think people are just waiting for that click, like waiting for things to just click into place. And in all reality, I've found that it's never like that. Usually it's as simple as, like you said, one day I watched the video and then I did the workout, and then I did the workout again. And suddenly you find yourself making habits, but sometimes there's no click. There's no light shining on you. It's a series of hard work to make that click take place. And you decided to keep working towards it long enough um, where it just, you know, started to become part of your life. And sometimes that click isn't there. Sometimes that magic moment, you know, I always say, I always thought, oh, well, people hit rock bottom and then turn things around. I've hit rock bottom and then found out rock bottom's got a couple
0: basements. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're always,
2: you know, I think people are too on the lookout for that magic moment where everything falls into place. And I think you kind of just stumbling on enough motivation to kind of keep going a few times and then realizing this is working for me and that kind of motivates you to move forward. Do you find that um, is that something you kind of agree with? Is it something you kind of, you get enough traction where you feel the need to keep pushing forward, but sometimes that change is effort. It's work. It's not just
1: the aha moment. I, oh, completely. And mine actually, you know, you get, I got real excited originally starting to do this thinking, oh God, this, no, this is going to be great. This is. And I was waiting for that moment when, okay, this just doesn't seem to be helping anymore. You know, because everybody, I start a new exercise program. Oh, this is going to be great. You know, you're just feeling up and everything. And then it just kind of fizzles down. That's the one kind of amazing thing I've discovered with this is I haven't had that fizzle down. I've had moments where I'm not in the mood for this right now, but I always turn around and come back to it. You know, like I said, I don't really ever go more than a couple days without doing a workout. Usually there's reasons why I haven't done one. It's. I I completely agree with you on the fact, though, that not everybody has that moment. I I wish I could because I could tell people what that thing was that sparked it, but you know, just to help others. But uh, I I don't think everybody has that. Some do. Some, without a doubt, do. But wasn't me. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. I have a quote before I go into the dungeon and it said basically it's one of the one of the quotes that you first see when you walk down there and it said in order to come into this room you always have to remember you ha- you can't stand on your feet until you get off your ass
1: <laughs> That's right? true. And I
0: mean right sometimes you have to stand up for yourself.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And, and
2: once once again, I'd like to put the disclaimer that uh, Crystal's dungeon is her workout room. She doesn't yes. necessarily have people chained up in the bottom. For new yeah. listeners, Crystal's yeah, not keeping people captive. In her. I, well, yeah, that's how we get all those amazing quotes this week. She's got, yep, a, a, exactly. got a team of writers and poets down there chained up coming up. Oh, with chained to the, the wall, show. yeah.
0: <laughs> what else do you do in Canada?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh well, that's that's uh, that is a you know that quote has merit too because you know it really is one of those things that it's easy to talk about when you're on the right side you know when when you start figuring it out and you start doing well um, and I'm having success and I'm I'm feeling uh, better about things but when you're in the thick of it it's one of those things that nobody can tell me enough what to do and, and honestly you can't really relate to it until you start you know turning things around you can look back and see it a little clearer uh more clearly i always say uh hindsight's 2020 20, all that stuff um but knowing what you know now and knowing what your situation was then do you think if you had started this earlier it would have been a success or do you think you were still so much in the funk and the negativity that eventually things might have uh you know gone the other way for you again do you think you were at the perfect time in your life to really take this on and be successful with it
1: i I do I think that was the moment that my mind was open enough for it before that i just I don't think I would have looked at it I mean, first of all at full admission, the word yoga kind of was a yep. a push away honestly my my wife was into yoga, and I kind of kind of thought that was uh well not not for me. let'll <laughs> just put it that way. And it just happened to be that right moment. Uh, I don't think any earlier would have done any better. I, I wish it would have. I you know. I wish I would have listened to the girl that first told me about it and really invested more time into looking for it at the time, but I didn't. So I'm just glad I found it now and not later. This is when it was, we'd be too late at that point. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have found it either. So <laughs>
2: well, a lot of uh, like purists and, and like the yoga purists and stuff like that will, will kind of, you know, act all you know pompous about the DDP Broga yoga stuff. Um, but yeah. to be honest with you, there's so many great benefits of, of traditional yoga that to be honest, aren't accessible to a person like me. I wouldn't go into a yoga studio with all kinds of these people who are just incredibly fit and, you know, supermodel like uh, fitness models, I just wouldn't feel comfortable going in there. And there's a lot of people like me, even people who are in good shape that just go in there and don't feel like this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, relatable to them and it's not for them. Uh, DDP opened the world of yoga up to a lot of people like that, who just being the wrestler, being the, uh, the guy, the loud, brash Mickey Mouse with tattoos, as he calls himself, <laughs> you know, being that guy. <laughs> actually brought the world of yoga to so many people and, and if you're stubbing your nose up at that then, then you're not in it for the right reasons anyways because if the benefits okay. can be had by people who aren't like you then that's a great thing and i think that's it was a big step you know it, for people like me and you and the average guy or girl who just you know quote unquote we said a thousand times wouldn't be got to in any yoga
0: studio
1: right
0: and i mean oh I without mean, a doubt Yeah, it's really odd that, you know, you say something like that because I automatically think back to going to Summit. And when I thought I had this preconceived idea that when I walked into um, the Performance Center that, you know, everybody was going to be in fantastic shape and, you know, I had no business in being there because I was coming off of one of the hardest years of my life. And, you know, I walked in there and lo and behold, it was like a bag of M&Ms. Everybody was a different shape. Everybody was a different, you know, it was perfect. It was just what I needed. And it was, it was perfectly imperfect. And I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. And when I looked up and saw Drew McIntyre <laughs> working out with everybody, <laughs> I thought, okay, now I know I'm in the right place. And it was just, it was perfect.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's awesome about the whole thing is exactly what you said. Perfectly imperfect. You know, everything from the instructors to the the actual workouts to the people doing them to you name it. It, It's it's fun for everybody to see. We're all kind of equal on different levels. You know, uh, yeah. my wife and I did pay one of Paige's uh, workouts the other day, and it was fun seeing Dallas have to struggle with a few things every once in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just the fact that you, you I guess when he's doing the workouts, I don't notice that as much. I, I know he says he does, but um, but it makes you feel more human when you're doing it then too. So I kind of like the fact that, that particular aspect of some of those. <laughs> But all they of the got instructors,
2: so all all of the instructors are people who got in shape doing GDPY. There's no professional models, you know, on the videos yep. except for Garrett Sakahara, of course, who is my favorite <laughs> professional model.
1: <laughs> hey, on, no, I but love no, Garrett. I love his work.
2: <laughs> uh, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. He he just texted me yep. two minutes ago, knowing I'm full well I'm on the radio show, and he does this every <laughs> week. Um, uh, <laughs> Anyway, I kind of want to touch on this real quick before we, you know, go any further is how, you know, it can be crucial for people making changes. You know, absolutely make or break uh, sometimes. How helpful has it been to this be a project that you can do with your wife? Having somebody who's in the fight with you and supporting you and on the same page, both workout and diet wise, that must be a game changer.
1: It is phenomenal. Seriously, um, without her, this would have been uh, so much more struggle, so much harder. Um, but with her, it's it's been fun for both of us. We do workouts together. We we can't do them all the time together, but we do quite a few, especially weekends now, where we're together doing them. We're, her support has been one of the biggest things for me, and. You know, She claims mine to her, but I, I don't live in her head, so I'm just going to take her word for it. it. Doing it as a team has been just awesome. Uh, I'm serious. It would have been so much more of a struggle, so much more of a fight that uh, it's brought us closer together. It's brought our health around a lot more. The nutritional part, both being on the same page, has just done wonders for us, so... I hope that kind of answered that question.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. That's awesome. Now, it's... Um, have you run into anyone that ha- sees you now that you've, you know, been working out and getting into shape? Um, have you seen anyone and they're just completely stunned or they don't know what to say or they don't know who you are?
1: Uh, yeah, I've had all of that. Um... <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I, uh you, like I was saying, I uh, the company I'd worked for, I'd worked for a, for a few years. So I had, you do certain annual maintenance calls, and I had people argue with me that I was not the same guy that was there last year. Uh, they could not <laughs> believe how awesome I looked. Uh, yeah, it, it, it. some of them just outright, no, you're not that guy. You're not uh, one guy, actually, you know. He told me I was a damn liar, basically. And I was <laughs> like, no, seriously. Here's my driver's license, <laughs> man. Cool. Oh. so yeah, that's the been fun kind thing. Of
2: fun. The fun thing is when you go to you need to like present your ID for a reason. I had that for years with my my biggest oh. I ever was in my in my you know uh, my ID and then or either getting pulled over for speeding or something, and the cops looking back and forth, like, well, this is some tomfoolery right here. <laughs> or even <either laughs> you're in, in a bar wanting to buy a beer or a glass of wine or something, and they're like, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, come on, I look 40, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: it does, it throws people off, when they, especially when they look at your ID and stuff.
1: Hey, you know, it throws me off, yeah, too. Um, looking at the before and after, you know, the before pictures and the current pictures, and it, it's amazing to me that that's the same person anymore. I never knew my eyes could actually grow farther apart if I lost weight. That's legit, guys. It just looks weird. In my early pictures, my eyes look so much closer together. You was weight in your face, of course.
0: Yep, well, but uh, my wife. And People... the...
1: Oh, sorry, man. Oh no! I was just going to say, you know, my wife and I have had some fun with some pictures. Uh, One that comes to mind, I I had posted on DDPY Facebook page was I had this old uh, work sweatshirt that I had wore January of twenty twenty. We started this in February of yeah February of twenty twenty. Wow, can't even remember dates right now. Anyway, um, my work sweatshirt, zip up hoodie kind of thing, and. It got to be near the end of summer. Just as a joke, I put it on and had her come there, and we both zipped up inside this thing. And I that, I, I it said more to me than I, I just couldn't believe we did this together, you know. Um, but I went from like that was a six XL, Fletcher, and I I fit it. Uh, there, there wasn't a lot of room in it when I when I was wearing it. Now I'm wearing technically on a hooded sweatshirt, it's a two XL on a pullover and a one XL on a zip up. So, way to go! just dramatic. What you you look back on yourself and wow, that was really me, you know. And I did this, or you know, I was able to do this through this program, and it was just such a sense of accomplishment and pride. It's unbelievable. Did you think
0: that you were capable of doing this?
1: I had actually gotten to a point. I didn't know if I was, you know, you want to think, Oh, I can do that. I I was scared when I started it that, uh, I don't know if I can do it. And it didn't take long to figure out that if I just put the work in, like it's always said, you put the work in, it will work for you. And it did. I'm so proud of you. It's, Thank you. It's, it's so impressive. And, and
2: you know, I'm, I'm glad you did, man. You know, I, I personally, uh, you know, a couple of years back, I had gained so much weight. And I had gotten around where you were, 4'15". And I, I remember I was looking at my um, On This Day, you know, on the Facebook stuff. And there were a picture posted of myself in the hospital because I had, a, a, you know, bilateral pneumonia. I had a, a blood clot. I had gotten really, really sick. And oh, wow. I was at the point where I um I, I just... Every time I got sick, I'd, I'd kind of say, well, if I'm overweight, I gained a lot of weight. Of course, I'm having trouble breathing, of course, all this stuff. The point where my wife finally made me go to the hospital, and I was really, really, really sick. But I remember one night, and I didn't want to die, and but I had kind of resigned myself to a point of it, you know. And I wanted to live, but it just seemed so impossible that I could get down to that weight. I During my pneumonia and stuff, I remember my wife was at work, and I was laying down on the couch, And I was having such hard time breathing that instead of calling 911 or anything, my first instinct was I'm going to get up and get myself to the door and lock it so my wife doesn't find me dead. That was like my mindset. I just want to lock the the, the deadbolt so she couldn't get in. And that was the scariest part, not the part that I'm struggling, not the part that I I can't do it, not the part that I don't want to do it, that I just didn't care. Like my first instinct was to just make sure she doesn't find me. And that's when it's hard, is when you stop caring and you stop. It doesn't matter. You're just waiting out your days. That's a dark place to be. But the thing is, if you can just move on and and catch up a little bit and and kind of pull yourself together enough to care again, you find your reasons for pushing forward. You find your reasons for uh, why you want to fight. And, you know, when there's no spirit and no drive and no fight left in you, It's a dark place, but you can get that back. You can find your reasons. You can build yourself up. And once you start getting that ball moving again, you hate yourself for not doing this earlier. You hate yourself for not realizing this sooner, and it starts coming back to you, that that motivation. And I think that's incredible that you were able to deal with all those health issues, deal with everything you had going for you, but still, when the opportunity presented yourself, you found that reason inside of you to just give it a shot, and then you kind of just coasted it in, in, off of that energy, and you kept going and going. And now, 150-something pounds later, who would have thunk?
1: Uh, it's, you're right. It's, I was in that dark spot for quite a while with you, so I understand exactly what you were saying there. Uh, there were actually times where... I didn't really care if the eyes didn't open back up again. I hate to say it that way, but you do get to that point. And yep. I am so glad that that's completely changed for me. So I do want to touch on one thing real quick because we talk about ups and downs. And, you know, for the last six, seven weeks now, I I have stayed very stagnant weight loss-wise. So, I want everybody out there to please throw away the damn scale if you're having that problem yep i uh I may have stayed stagnant there, but just yesterday, I had to put another notch in my belt, <laughs> another hole in the belt just because I refused to give that belt up because it's quite got quite the tail to it now. It was a belt I couldn't even wear when I started this program, and now it wraps about three quarters of the way around me again, so that's great um but no. Things are still happening, even though the weight – I've fluctuated between 160 and 166, 167, back and forth, back and forth for, like I said, about seven weeks now. And I don't feel bad about it because I still know how I feel, physically feel. It's amazing. But the big thing is even my pants sizes are going down. My pants are getting roomier and roomier over those seven weeks. I've actually dropped another pants size in a time where I lost zero pounds, zero ounces. So where, it, just the I way your body the, deals.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize.
1: No, you're fine. You're fine.
0: No, I just wanted to say really quickly, Um, I kind of know when I was in the thick of my DDP yoga journey, <laughs> I wasn't obsessive like I would be on the scale more often than I wouldn't and it was driving me crazy so I got to the point where I thought something's got to give because this is crazy you know what I did I ran my scale over with my car <laughs>
1: I love can't weigh yourself if idea. it's broken
0: right that's you right. can't that's you, right you can't be obsessive about it if it's flat in your driveway so there yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I did.
2: That's what I did. Wait, well, when wow. you're when you're so motivated, when you're so motivated by the number on the scale too, it can become your your primary source of motivation. And I'm sorry to break it to you, but eventually, no matter how well you do, that weight's going to stop. And some people don't know how to transition from looking for the motivation from the number to just feeling the motivation. It gets hard for people. It's gotten hard for me before. So the sooner you can find success without looking at a uh, scale and, uh, you know, weigh your success by those uh, measures instead is going to help you when you get to a point when your body just isn't giving up weight anymore.
1: Oh, exactly. And we all go through that stage, you know. Sometimes it's just a plateau. Sometimes – people try to go too low in their weight and they're just body ain't meant for that. But, you know, I'm, I know I'm at a plateau. I, I know things are still changing. It's just a time factor for me. Um, you know, I, I can't, I got to look at everything else. So I, I have gotten rid of all blood pressure medication. I was on three different blood pressure medications when I start this, I don't take a single one anymore. Uh, literally wow. the only, the only thing I take anymore is, uh, Vitamins. That's it. Um, Good job. Completely dropped all yeah. that. And that was such a major weight off me right there. Off from my mind is I hated the blood pressure medications. Um, the one I, they, they kept telling me I had to take, had to take. And I, I took it until they told me I didn't have to anymore. But it would bring my resting heart rate down to in the 30s. I was at like yeah. 36. and. Ooh, Trust me, you don't feel like doing anything when your heart rate's that low. No, nope. but you keep fighting. You keep fighting through, and it worked out for me. So that's well, been a big blessing, just to get rid of that stuff. You're a different
2: person. I mean, basically, you know, the the, the body is the same, but the the physiology the anatomy everything is different your life is different your outlook is different your your your, your headspace is different you i'm sure your relationship with your family's better your friends you're in a more positive place um who would have thought that yeah. you know this this kind of change could happen in, in just over a couple of years you think back to the person you were uh, you know maybe 5 years ago and uh, oh, you're face to face with them well, I mean could you possibly even uh, predict this outcome even with your
1: best you know, uh, positive thoughts <sighs> towards it. I I don't think so. No, I I really don't. Like I said, I was in a really dark spot, especially five six years ago. That I I don't see that. This would not have happened at that time. I, I couldn't. Have wow. It. Well, you know, definitely. my relationship with my family has gotten incredible. I I got two amazing boys. I got two amazing stepdaughters. They're, they're just great kids. I haven't really been able to do anything with any of them. And now, like Ken, my youngest son wants to go golfing. This is the first time I've been golfing in 17, 18 years. Wow. Uh, they were little wow. kids the last time him and I went golfing. So a little par three course, you know, something you don't play for <laughs> real experience. But um, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, that that's just something awesome that I didn't think was going to happen again yeah you know, my oldest son's got me talked into, okay, I'm going to put this out there so everybody can hold me accountable, but <laughs> next year, uh, because of COVID, this year it's not going to happen, but uh, next year, Kim and I are both going to uh, wrestle in a freestyle wrestling tournament for they call it an old-timers tournament, which I don't really like that term, but hey, it's all they got. I wow. haven't stepped on a wrestling mat since I was 18. I used to love it, amazing. absolutely love it. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to work out together. We're going to put this thing together. What's that that's like? a demanding sport. That's a demanding
2: physical sport, too. That's that's a hell of a goal. That's awesome, man. It's it's really cool.
1: I actually feel like I can do it again, man. I wow. I know by the time that comes around, I will. So, I know you like said, do it there's the accountability hold me to it folks well that's a that's a whole different place to be when you
2: start looking about what you could do what i can do you start getting hopeful again and hope yeah. that spark is what it's all about and it, you got it you got again that right. you got goals you got hope and uh, you know, it's impressive, and and not to kind of put words in your mouth, and this is a cliche quote, but, you know, five years ago, you were looking down and out, and then one day you took that first step, and it's a cliche thing to say, but, you know, every day, every minute, another chance to turn it all around, and that minute came from you, uh, for you, you know, a year or two ago, and uh, it changed your world. So it, it's it's what can happen if you put the work in, you put your mind to it, Um, You know, I used to read this pamphlet for Weight Watchers, and I know they legally have to say this, but (laughs) they show the before and after pictures, and at the bottom it would say, results not typical. And I always hated that because they're, they're not typical, but they're possible. And you're one of those representations of things that may not seem possible. It may not seem typical, but with a lot of hard work, you know, an effort and a great family structure and, and you know, the right motivation and, and friends and family. Uh, you put the impossible and, and made it very, very possible and very real. So congratulations.
1: That's an incredible story. Thank you, Mike. It's, like I said, just been an awesome journey so far. Uh, absolutely incredible. Well, I the flew hour flew by.
0: You can't be allergic oh, wow. to sweat, and I'm so proud of you.
1: Thank you, Christian. That means a lot to me. It no. really does, guys. I really had fun with this. I hope it was somewhat entertaining for someone. So, Absolutely. No, no. It
2: was It was a lot of fun. We're, we're getting the countdown here. But promise me this. When you're getting close to that tournament next year, hit us up. We're going to make another spot for a follow-up show because I want to
1: hear about you know the training yeah. and
2: all this stuff and uh, going into that tournament. I'd love to get you up for a follow-up show, and, and we'll talk about it again. You got it, man. I'll be there. Absolutely, thank I'll you. Let you know, uh, Rick Lappin, very much. Uh, do you have any social media? Anything you want to plug or anything like that? You want to put out there for the for the you know the DDPY universe?
1: Just keep doing it, guys. You put in the work; it will work for you. There's there's just no way around it. Seriously, I love it. That's all I got. There. I love
2: it. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you uh, coming on with us tonight, and uh, thank the you guys. hour flew by. Absolutely. Yeah, no everybody, Great show tonight. Uh, Crystal, we depend on you every yeah. week for a quote, a good yeah. quote to send us off and then I'll take it out with the, uh, the outro because everyone's been talking about how good your outro is and my ego has to come in and prove myself once again that <laughs> I'm the best at the outro. So Crystal, you can give the <laughs> quote
0: and then I'll take it over. There. Sure. So when I was reading up on Rick. Story. Um, this quote came to me in the dungeon. It's a Canadian thing. <laughs> um, Don't let anyone rent space in your head unless they're a really good tenant. Wow. That's I cool. like that.
2: I like that one. That's interesting. Yeah. And a uh, just for the for uh, question, uh, are you referring to the tenants currently chained in your dungeon in Canada?
0: Yes, yes. It's still too cold to go inside. So,
2: hi, <laughs> right, Crystal. Uh, have a great week. Thank you, Rick. Have a great week. And uh, next week Thanks. we'll be back Thanks. with a brand new episode of GDP Radio Live here at GDPRadio.com. Awesome story, Rick. Laughing. Thanks, Crystal guys. Stewart. I'm Mike Thanks. Mullins. i will see you guys next week. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Picked
1: it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, diamond cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb!
0: We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly
1: own your life. <laughs> this has been a Radio.